Good morning, good afternoon, God bless you. Hello, how are you? Fantastic, how are you? Phenomenal day. <laughs> Fine. That is great. Let me say, I just want to first thank you for um, joining us today. I have been working very diligently, um, and I, we want to give a shout out to Mr. Vaughn. You are the awesomest thing happening. Thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. So, Miss Stannis, let's do this. I want to talk to you, and can you hear me clearly? Yes, I can. Uh -huh. Okay, fantastic. First, let me just say that the title and just doing research, oh my goodness, research on this book. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Your transparency and the authentic, authentic list readership that you brought, you didn't leave anything unturned. Thank you. Thank and you. Let me tell you, I am just in awe because I was sharing with one of my great organizations, the African-American Alzheimer's Forum we held two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. and I spoke about your title. They just were in awe. And so let's not you know, take up too much time. I mean, let me be clear. My name is Senior Talk with Claire Hubbard. I care for seniors and veterans. But today's special broadcast is brought to you through um, one of our community partners, Ahead Paralegal Services. So thank you for Ahead uh, Paralegal Services for making this happen for us. Now, we're going to fast forward into something phenomenal. You have a great bio. The world knows you as everybody's favorite daughter, favorite granddaughter, not granddaughter, but sister. You know, you've been sister to many of us. But let me ask you this. As you had a career and you're now moving into your book tour and then you get some information and you love the term your endearing mother, you call her mommy, was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Yes. As you're on tour. Yes. And that's what we call life happens. You know, yes. we're all busy and life happens. So what was that thing that you were doing and it pulled you to say, hey, I have to work with this right now to make sure that my mommy is secure as you were secure and doing everything you were doing. Yes. Well, you know, when I got that diagnosis, when I got uh, my brother called me, my mother, my mother was living in New York and I was in L.A. and I was traveling and my, my brother called me and he said, uh, I think it's time for you to come and get mommy. Hmm. Um, and I knew what that meant. Something was wrong. So, you know. Um, as you know, in the book, I tell you all the little tiny details, but um, when I picked my mama up, um, you know, I knew my mother was going to live with me no matter what, whether she had Alzheimer's or she would live to 109. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, uh, when that happened, I was uh, as as no back then it was uh, before she I had her. Let me see. She passed in 2011. So I had her eight years before that. So in that time, you know, uh, people were in denial, mm -hmm. you know, it was like family, you know, not, and I'm like, Oh no, well maybe, you know, more vitamins, more this, more that. And then she kept doing things like repeating herself and everything. And I said, Oh no, no, no. We're going to take you to the doctor just to see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And that's when she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and my, um, with my knowledge, not knowing at that time what this disease really was, I, I thought vitamins and, and minerals and all this and all that should have happened way before Alzheimer's, you know, yeah. now it was too late. So 
the doctor gave me a medication for her and and um i i just couldn't believe it I, it was just yeah yeah it was so devastating and so when i gave mommy the medication it did help her a bit and then she said oh i'm back so <laughs> for a minute but you know it's really not a there's really no medication that really can help it it can slow it down so i said well mommy we are going to be on the road together mm -hmm. and i pack my mother up every day and we whenever I wherever I went she was dressed up I get her up early and I dress her up and I get dressed and we go to the book signing let me tell you and she's she traveled with me for about excuse me my dog thank you she traveled with me for about five six years you know mm-hmm and uh, I'm, I'm talking about every day, all weekends, everything. She was a trooper. And um, <laughs> and then I just decided one day, I said, Mama, wouldn't it be nice if we had a book too? Because everybody kept asking her, uh -huh. well, how did you get her to good times? And, and I noticed my mother was answering at first. And then it started to go a little left, you know, every time they would ask her, you know, I could see the, the decline. So what I did was, as time went on, about three, four, four years later, I had her sit to my right in the back. And I, I said, but we're going to write that book. But um, when I got home to start writing the book with her, the Alzheimer's started coming on in. And I, I just I just didn't have the, I couldn't. I didn't have yeah. time. Yeah. So my whole thing was, okay, I didn't even have time for me. I said, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to focus on my mother. I'm going to do the book tours because I had you know, committed that. I said, but I'm going to focus on my mother because this thing is, is, is taking her down and I'll deal with myself later, you know? And yeah. I did it and I, I couldn't write the book, but I, I was there with her. I dressed her up and everything. And I started to notice that my health was going down. Tell the truth. Yeah, because I had, I gained a lot of, a lot of weight. Um, you know, every time mommy would eat, she would forget she ate mm -hmm. and, and she would eat again. And always wanted me to eat with her. So because of my love for my mother, and I, I just wanted to give her everything she wanted, I, I would eat with her, you know, yeah. and I was gaining. She was losing. I don't know why she was losing. What about, why are you losing? I'm gaining. Yeah. But you know what? Let me say this. Um, having been a part of this African-American Alzheimer's Forum about two weeks ago, mm -hmm. one of the presenters said just what you just said, but here's the term she gave. It was called compassion fatigue. Wow, that's a beautiful name. You see what I'm saying? There's a way to deliver that, what you just said, but it's compassion fatigue. And it's not that you are not there for your loved one, but we're slightly fatigued, but your, your passion is so strong, you still keep moving. That's right. You can understand that. So let me ask you this. Now, I'm going to only assume, what was your mother's profession? My mother was a bookkeeper. I see. I know something. With, I said she looked like a school teacher, or yeah. <laughs> she looked like a school or someone in education. She just yeah. had to look. So yeah. let me. And I want to share this with you. On the back of your book, I thought that I was writing this myself because I have an aunt who has passed on. But this is what you said, or this is the statement. It said, "Did the shock of your father's end of life trigger Alzheimer's in your mother?" Yes. And I believe that is very possible, especially through strong marriages. They do a lot of things together. I have yeah. an aunt who was a educator and literally within 
a year or two after my uncle passed because they did everything together. Grocery store. He's right. making car to beauty salon. You know, all right. of that. Right. He's in a barbershop. They did everything together. We saw that decline. Oh, yeah. And one of the critical things is for us as African-Americans, hear us clearly, please do not try to self-diagnose. Mm. We try to self-diagnose when you mention the vitamins and everything. That's, I mean, come on. There are multiple yeah. resources now in the that we have yeah. and yeah. available to us. So yeah. families don't try to self-diagnose. And yeah. we'll give more information out. Of course, um, our friends at the African-American Alzheimer's Forum, I'm on the media team, and we are just trying to communicate, especially during this pandemic. Hello, Jesus. Oh, yes. A lot of us oh, yes. are seniors oh, and yes. veterans and older Americans who are living better and getting better with age, as we call them. We are literally, um, the inactivity can be a lot. Yes, it can. But you know what we have to do? We have to stimulate the mind, the imagination, keep it peaceful, keep music going. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have Alzheimer's people, uh, people in the home who have Alzheimer's, I would recommend getting the old fashioned earphones that go over your ears and over your head. You know, the, 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 mm -hmm. the, ones, the ones that go over your head and stuff. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. And because they cut out a lot of chatter, they okay. cut out the noise and you could put some beautiful music on for them in their era. Mm -hmm. And uh, trust me. Yeah. Snap out of it. It's like they go back into the, the, the music takes them back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pull your audio up. We, I, back. So, your audio went down just a little bit for me. I think I lost a little bit. Wait a minute. My daughter is calling. Wait a minute. Hold on. Okay. Hello. Are you there? Right. There we go. There we go. Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. All right. Now, I'm sorry about that. Um, They love music. Mm-hmm. And it takes them back to their days when they remember. They don't remember the new music so much, but they go back to when they were 20 and 30 and 40. Absolutely. Well, let me tell you this. I'm going to, um, I work with a DJ here um, on our broadcast. His name is Al Greer. And we have something called Midday Music Memories. Oh, that's nice. So what we do, and we have done it. We, when the, the elements were better in our community, we would go to senior buildings and nursing homes, their patios, and we played old school dusties. And there were people who would not even come out to socialize. But when they heard that music, they were outside having a great time. And just to see them close their eyes and have those memories, as you mentioned, you know, music, when you feel music, sometimes the song Bob Molly says, you feel no pain. <laughs> No, because you go right back into where you were at that time, That's and especially right. if, the, if they were in love with someone. I mean, it just brings back all the beautiful th their thoughts that they yeah. had, you know? Absolutely. And um, that's what we must do with them because they, otherwise they're lost. Mm -hmm. They're lost in this world and they, they can't relate to the world as it is. Right. So if you keep music going on with them, they will be happy. They will um have they will have a world that they can visit absolutely and there are so many things that we're watching on social media as you mentioned with music in itself where um caregivers are playing music and i saw one that just brought me to tears this lady was over i think she was 97 years old previous ballerina 
And oh, they, I saw that. Saw that right. And she she was doing the arm elements and just oh. orchestrating that through her arms. And everyone around her was so touched. And she looked so phenomenal. And it was just a blessing that, as you said, that music. So I'm going to stay on that. I really am. So let's because she was there on that stage at that moment. That's right. That's right. She sure was. So um I, we got on something else because we're having such a great time. But do you think your father's end of life triggered your mother's Alzheimer's? Absolutely, I do. Mm-hmm. Abso- absolutely, I do. And as, as I grew as a woman, I realized something. I remember the day my father was my father died. The very next day, my mother looked at all of her children. Mm-hmm. And she was only 59 years old. Mm. And she said to us, that's it. Wow. I'm done. And we knew what she meant. Yeah. Now, 59 is not old. It was old then in 20 years. Of, you know, it was old then mm-hmm. in uh, 1991. Maybe it was getting old, but now it's not old. Mm-hmm. And, for, and, and what she was saying is that there'll be no, no other man in my life. Mm-hmm. And so my brother said to her, mom, you, you know, you're going through a lot. Maybe as time goes on. And she said, no way. And then, um, and she was a beautiful woman, Mm -hmm. but I think, and I asked her before she got really sick, I said, mom, if you could have made a different choice, would you have made a different choice now? Mm -hmm. She said, now I would have, Mm. because you know, what we, what we do is we give up hope. We give up happiness. We give up our joys. And we become isolated yeah. and that is depression. So I, I, if my mother was alive now and got Alzheimer's, I would not encourage that. I would say, you're going to meet a lot of new people, mother. Mm-hmm. You, I'm going to take you places and you're going to meet a lot of new people. But I did understand what she meant. But I think that if, if the love and the, and the sexual drive and all that stuff, it's not the whole thing. But if that dies and it's over and you don't even try to say, stay social, you don't even have to have you know, sex or anything, but you can have social life. Yeah. And if you cut down and you shut yourself down, you will go into a depression. And yeah. I think that's what happened to my mother. Mm-hmm. And let me say this. You just hit something on the head. I have a group. <laughs> yeah. Called the Single Black Seniors Network. Yeah. They out there. But they yeah. are doing that for that reason. They may have lost a spouse or a loved one. So yeah. they're just socializing together in a safe environment, but they're keeping each other encouraged. Yes. So I really, I really, my girlfriend, Jerry Norrington, she has a group. They're almost nationwide and they're doing that just to keep the companionship going. Exactly. Going they, they, exactly. They are, they are Zoom social media fanatics. They are Zooming out. Meeting, there you go. Cards, bingo, you name it. They're doing it all. That's what I'm saying. And yes. that's keeping them alive. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. So let's do this. Let's talk about, and I want to get the name right. Right. You have now created a foundation. Now, yes. is the foundation remembering the good times or the good times foundation? No. Remembering the good times. All right. Alzheimer's foundation. Fantastic. So tell us about this outreach. Okay. So it's rememberingthegoodtimes.org. 
Okay, got that. And you can go there. I, I did this because my mother and I were watching television and we were watching Good Times. She always watched Good Times. She loved it, loved it, loved it. Mm -hmm. And she was way deep in her Alzheimer's, uh, you know, at that point. And so she looked at the Good Times and she saw Thelma and JJ fighting and everything. And she and I were sitting right next to each other. Mm -hmm. And she was laughing. And she said to me, she turned to me because she knew a correlation but couldn't get it right. So she looked at me and she looked at the television and she said, you know, that's a cute little old girl. Mm -hmm. And I, I, it was shocked me because I didn't realize she didn't know it was me. Yeah. And I said, mommy, I said, yes, yeah, she is a cute little girl. And I didn't argue with her or anything. And I, and I left it at that. Yeah. But I said, oh my God, it was a knife in my heart. And it twisted because I, I said, this monster of the mind has taken the memory that has changed our lives. Yeah. Yeah. And she no longer knew that I was Thelma. So wow. I said, after that, I'm going to I'm going to name a foundation called Remembering the Good Times mm -hmm. and Alzheimer's Foundation in honor of my mother. Let me say you just hit it. I'm, I'm not going to cry on this end. Very often when I'm in the community, I go to church meetings and senior meetings. And there was one instance some years ago where I was going and I think they were asked me to come in and speak to the seniors. But we call them people getting better with age. And long yeah. story short, this one lady, I don't know, some color I had on reminded her of high school. Yes, and yes, yes. She just started talking to me. She said, oh, you remember when we had on our skirts? And that, yellow blouse? that is so pretty. Do you remember, girl? I said, yes, I do. I said, we had so much fun. That's right. Her husband grabbed my hand and he said, thank you. Because I didn't pull her out. You kept I didn't her in. her away. I pulled her in. You and went in was, with her. That's right. And it, I, I now have so much compassion and empathy for anyone who is just serving older Americans. I mean, period. Oh, yes. And it, just, it brought a tear to me. So we're going to talk. Well, we got, we're going to put that foundation up. But let me say this. And we, we'll have to get you back on again because I, I, would, love it. I would love it. And this time I want you to talk to uh, Kevin Fontana. Okay. I, I'll give you his number. Okay. We'll, we'll get that um, yeah. after the broadcast. But let me say this. I am so excited because watching your um, performance and your career on good times. You were all for the woman. You know what I'm saying? So here we are, 2021, 1600 Pennsylvania is going to have a new face. And let me say, Senior Talk, we are nonpartisan. But I just want your closing remarks. We have about three more minutes on just the year of the woman in leadership. Because you have been a staple with your words and inspiring underprivileged black girls to, you know, aspire towards success. So what is what do you want to say as a strong servant leader yourself to the new incoming, um, you know, cabinet of our new presidency, but just to strong women across the country? Because we this is the year of the woman and there are so many women taking leadership in politics. Yes. And it's because, you know, women, I think they're starting to see that women are the best leaders mm -hmm. <laughs> because we manage, we manage generations, you yeah. know, so, so we can manage a country. Mm -hmm. So it, it's like, we have to 
always remember that we gave birth. We are the birth givers mm -hmm. and, and, and we are the real leaders. We help our husbands. We do our thing, but most times they get most of their inspiration from us. So we are the inspiration of the world. So yeah. what we must do is always be the best because all our young girls are looking at us. Mm -hmm. We must teach them, fear not, be a lady, use your femininity. Don't become masculine because you're a leader. Don't become masculine because you are a, uh, um, you have your own everything. You mm -hmm. still have to be a lady. You know what? You be a lady a and you be a leader. That's a t-shirt. Brand that t-shirt. Fear not and be a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Brand that title. That is it. So it is important that we, uh, I started off our show uh, as you were in our virtual green room and I told people this is Giving Tuesday. And that was why it was important to have you. We have a series that we do on Senior Talk called A Legend Speaks. And that is why you are with us today. Uh, oh, thank you. I have followed you. I have just been inspired, just as you said, by being classy and having poise at all times. The visibility of strong black women in the 70s. Hello, let's let's be clear. <laughs> I mean, you know, like female teenager ever on television. That's right. That's right. And so it's, it was just very important to have your voice. And I definitely will be welcoming you back. So what is next ahead for 2021 for you? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. So we just have one minute. Um, I, I said, what's ahead for 2021 for you? What has 2020 done for me? No. What, are, what is ahead for the next year for you? Um, I'm going to be doing some writing. Mm -hmm. I, have some ideas. I have some ideas on mm -hmm. some, um, some stories written for African-Americans in particular. I'm going to have all nationalities in there, but African-American women of our age, of my age, I don't know your age yet, but I, my age. And, you know, uh, to, uh, I want to write stories for us. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Because there are not a, enough stories telling our stories. Absolutely. Well, let me tell everyone, I want to thank those who have been tuning in through our Facebook, YouTube. This is an audio recording. We will be sharing this with many other communities who want to hear it. I want to thank you, Bernadette Stannis, just for being as transparent and still just always just being who you are, just a naturally nice human being, first of Thank all. You. I Thank appreciate you. you. So what we're going to do is we're going to share her information about uh, her foundation. I think it is critical. We'll also be sharing about the African-American um, Alzheimer's Division Outreach for Alzheimer's. This is a critical time in our life. And we will tell people, please don't self-diagnose. There is help for you. Yes. And don't yes. be afraid. A lot of us are afraid. Somebody is yes. always going through something. Don't yes. be intimidated by saying, I need help. We are here right. to serve you. So everyone, it's been my pleasure to serve you. I am your granddaughter known as Senior Talk with Clara Hubbard. Don't forget for more information on this broadcast and for future events and upcoming resources, go to SeniorTalkMedia.com. God bless you, Bernadette Stannis. Thank you for who you are. And we look forward to seeing and working with you in the near future. Okay, Clara. Thank you. so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye.